Thank you for joining us today at River City Church, a church living in love. If you have a prayer need, would like to speak to a pastor, or have questions about today's message, please email us at info at rivercitysmyrna.com. For more information or to give to the ministries of River City Church, please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com. We hope you are encouraged by today's message. God. Good morning. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. How is everyone? How is everyone's week? Good? Interesting? Lots of family time, lots of alone time. Um, either way, I know the holidays, while they can be wonderful for many of us, can sometimes be difficult. So, Hoping that regardless of what you bring into this room, whether your heart is full, whether your heart is empty, that this will be a sacred place for you. So hopefully you can pull up a chair to the family table and just be at home this morning. So if you will stand with me, I'm going to um, open with our psalm, sort of our call to worship, um, a moment to take a deep breath to just let the word marinate. So I love times where we can just read scripture and let our hearts respond in any way the spirit wants to move us. Um, so I'm gonna ask you to close your eyes. Let's just get our hearts ready. Just take a deep breath in. Breathe out. Just slow everything down. Slow the rush of the holidays, going here and there, back and forth, rushing, moving. Just take a minute to slow down. Psalm 147. For he strengthens the bars of your gates. He blesses your children within you. He makes peace in your borders. He fills you with the finest of the wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? 
He sends out his word and melts them. He makes his wind blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes and rules to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know his rules. Praise the Lord. And so Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we praise you. And we thank you for how you deal with us. One nation, one body, one people that you have made us through your sacrifice and your resurrection. And you have dealt with us with kindness, with love, with justice, with mercy, and with grace. We thank you for the ways in which you move in our lives. We thank you for the light of this season. And God, if we have not found a light anywhere else, let us receive the light of your love this morning with open hearts. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. say thank you for what we already have before we ask for more. You've been very good to us, to all of us. Before we cast our vision for next year or start talking about what we need to accomplish or even spiritual hopes, we want to settle in and just say thank you. Thank you for the gifts you've given us this year. Thank you for your presence that's been with us. Thank you for the hard times that have helped us to be formed into your image. Thank you for the prayers we prayed and didn't receive because you had something that, that would be better for us. Thank you for the difficult seasons that formed us in a much deeper way than just celebration. Thank you for each human in this room and each person connected to them. Thank you that all across the globe right now, there are people celebrating Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, can we just talk about the fact that Christmas was a week ago? Because <laughs> it feels like we somehow crammed a solid three weeks into, like, it just, this week just, like, goes into an abyss, and time does its own thing, and all of a sudden... I, I literally don't know what happened to those days and those hours between Christmas um, and New Year's Eve. But it's kind of a weird thing when, um, when, when Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve both fall on Sundays. It just, it does something different, I feel like, and it shifts. It's such a good reminder because it's these pillars. We're already used to being together on a Sunday. And so to have them be on a Sunday, it's just like, immediately recentering and reshifting um, our, our minds and our perspectives to go, yes, this is what it's meant to be. And so um, I know it's New Year's Eve and there's um, a lot of cliches about New Year's Eve <laughs> um, that maybe you fall into and that's great. Maybe you're 
a parent with a toddler and don't fall into any of them. <laughs> uh, probably won't be staying up and won't be out. <laughs> um, but I'm going to pray, and then I really do believe that um, about a month ago, the Lord started to really lay um, this on my heart, today's message. And so I'm going to pray, and then we're going to get going. Um, so Lord, we just come before you, and we lift up this time to you. And I lift up myself, and I lift up my words, and I lift up my heart and my thoughts. And I ask that in this very moment, your presence and your kingdom would touch earth. And that there would be a settling and a stillness in this room that would allow us to hear you so clearly that we would hear the faintest of whispers that comes from your spirit. That we would depart from this room and go into the rest of the busyness and the excitement of today. And that there would be an anchoring of truth from this moment. And so I just ask you to be present with us and that your nearness would come. And for you to have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so... I really love, first of all, that these candles are lit still, um, and that plays a role in part of what we're going to be talking about today, but um, we all know that it's November, November, December 31st. Maybe we don't all know that. <laughs> it's December 31st, guys. Um, and so notoriously, it's New Year's Eve, and that means celebration because we're transitioning from one year to the next. And so for some of us, we look back on this, and it just naturally culturally, naturally brings us into a place of reflecting and dreaming. It brings us to a place of looking at what did we not do well that we want to improve on. It brings us, for a lot of our students, a lot of our kids, they're going to be going back to school sometime in the next 10 days. And they're probably, if they can write, if they have composition skills, their teacher is probably going to ask of them, what are your New Year's resolutions? Or what are your goals? And as a teacher, I can say that that's probably true. I was a teacher. And there's probably some graphic that they're going to put together, and they have their spheres. What's your school goal? What's your family goal? It's just what we get into. And so already, culturally, we have, we have for Christmas was a week ago, but it's like, it's gone, right? A lot of people are taking down Christmas decorations. Totally fine. My parents needed to do that because their tree was so dead. It was... 100% a fire hazard. <laughs> um, so there's nothing wrong with that. But, and we've immediately in our culture shifted to almost a work mentality. Do better. Dream bigger. Improve. Um, and so what's interesting about that is that if you look at the Christian calendar, you go ahead, we, we're, we're nowhere near, we're not really leaving Christmas yet. <laughs> If you look at the Christian calendar, we, we are in kind of in the midst of something called, we're leading up to Epiphany. Christmas in the Christmas calendar is 12 days of celebrating. And so the Christmas calendar is still very much in the celebration and the hope that Jesus came and is coming again. And on January 6th slash 7th, depending on what you read, um, is this culmination of, of celebration, and there's this big feast 
And it is just this celebration of the fact that the wise men were getting to see baby Jesus for the first time. And I even tried to put myself in that story. And I was just like, can you imagine what it'd be like to be one of the first humans to see baby Jesus? Like, after the longing and the yearning for this supposed Savior to come, like, to actually lay your eyes on, on baby Jesus. And so, if, we, if we're talking about the Christian calendar, if we're working on um, creating rhythms to orient ourselves to more operate out of this calendar than, than our society's calendar then we are still living and celebrating and resting in the hope of Jesus just being born. We have not left that yet. And we don't really leave it depending on... Let me just say this really quick. I didn't grow up with this being my norm. Like the, the Christian calendar and Epiphany, even Advent and Lent. I grew up in a Christian home, but where the churches we were a part of This was not my norm. So this is still very much a learning for me. But as I was was learning about Epiphany, um, you have the celebration um, on January 6th, and it really is just about the fact that Christ became human and and celebrating that and what it means. And then there's also the celebration of Jesus beginning his ministry. And so um, as I was beginning to study Epiphany and looking at the scripture that is often associated with Epiphany in terms of the lectionary, um, I was brought to Matthew 3, 13 through 17. And this is something that the Lord, it just gripped me and it has gripped me for like two weeks for you guys really believing the before we look at what improvements need to be made and before we look at um, what dreams we have, that this is actually what he is wanting to really be the backbone of all of those. And so, we'll pull, Bill, if you'll pull up Matthew. So I have a different version, but so I'll just read from the screen. It confuses me for it to be different from sitting there. So Matthew 3, 13 through 17 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan, to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And I thought about the list of goals and resolutions that I'm probably gonna, we're probably going to be talking about in a matter of a week or two with our middle schoolers, um, or that, but really that all of us are getting inundated with, of goals and dreams and self-improvement. And I thought to myself that what if we could literally look at those lists 
that we have made or the, physically or in our head. And we could think about and just hear the whisper, I'm already pleased with you. There is nothing you can approve of, improve upon to make me any more pleased with you than I already am. I am pleased with you. And this was before Jesus had really begun his ministry. This is one of the first things that happened. We kind of miss a little bit of Jesus' life. <laughs> and we pick up here. And before Jesus can do anything, God, as his dad, tells him, I am pleased with you. And that feels so countercultural to what's current, the tides that are currently taking place. And what's interesting is, and what I love, is that this is the rhythm of society versus the rhythm of the Christian calendar every single year. There is never a time where we, our society is not pushing this direction of New Year's Eve, Eve and resolutions and goals that our Christian calendar is not echoing. Be still, rest, celebrate with you, I am pleased. They, are, they will always be the crossover. There's not a year that we do not cross into where we are not invited into the opportunity to say, he's pleased with me. And so I think the Lord was just, when I felt, when I felt him speaking that, the tenderness and the kindness that he was speaking that with, it's like if, he, if they could if just want them to hear and I'm pleased with them. And in and, and Revelation, he takes it a step further in Revelation 4, 9 through 11. It says, And whenever the, creature, the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and before him he, who is seated, him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, or our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. And so there's this idea that not only is he pleased with us, he's delighted in us. They created us for the purpose of, of bringing him pleasure and glory and honor. And so it really is an invitation to, to, to step away from the work that really happens all year round, but I think the contrast in this specific moment is so clear as to what our society is pulling us towards versus what the Lord is inviting us into. And it's not hearing that and thinking, I should, so I can't do goals, or I can't do a New Year's resolution, or I can't want to improve I don't believe that, and I hope that that's not what you hear. What I am saying is that those are not a claim. The failure or success of those are not a claim to your identity. The, the Christian calendar is circular. Like We don't have hope to dream simply because tomorrow is January 1st. We have hope to dream because Jesus was born, and that is a truth that we live with Every single day of every year. It, bears no, it does not matter the date and a month and a year. It simply is the truth of what we walk in every day if we choose to. And so, excuse me. 
And so it just makes me wonder, um, Sarah's talked about the good life for, I mean, for as long as I've known her, but this this is the iconic picture that we've been using. And we've talked about changing it, but I think we all decided it's just so good. <laughs> the simplicity of it <laughs> um, does its part really well. <laughs> and so really, this is really what we're talking about. The contrast of epiphany versus the work of New Year's resolution really is an opportunity for this. It's an invitation to, to step into the good life. It's an invitation to step further into creating goals, sure, but that move you in a a way to know and be known by the Lord. And so it's this beautiful um, depiction, literally, (laughs) um, of what we're living right now, whether we, we choose to be aware of it or not. A year ago, I was not aware of this. And so, it, yes, it takes learning and remaining in community to, to, to learn and to begin to identify what we're hearing versus what we're called to. And so, and so for me, I, ha- I mean, I have um, one of my Christmas gifts that I wanted was... Uh, I don't even know what to call it, but it's kind of like, it's like a workbook, and it talks about goals, um, which is ironic, um, but it's, but the idea is for me to use that as a tool to, to create rhythms to point me to the good life. It is not for me to just say, I want to run more, and I want to run more races. And if I don't do that, then I have failed. Because that was my last year. The goal in and of itself, to run more, was not bad. But for me, what it meant to me, if I didn't do that, was that I had somehow failed. And we all hear the statistics like of people who, say, who create goals. The t- statistic by, like, March of those being anywhere present in our minds is like really low. For a lot of people by March, you're kind of, you've moved on, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then every year we kind of start this cycle. And I'm saying, what if, what if we don't view it as this is a year-long goal? But what if we say, that for the season of epiphany, or for the season, for this upcoming season, I really want to focus on um, rhythms that point me towards the good life. And then you allow Lent to stir up something in you that again point you towards the good life and is going to contradict what culture and society is putting out there. And... And so it's not disjointed. It's not like in every year we try again. (laughs) Like maybe this time it's really going to stick. And props for you. If you make it all the way to December and have done your goal, I do feel like that deserves a round of applause in and of itself. (laughs) I think you're in the minority. (laughs) Um, 
But I just felt like, feel like the, for, for the Lord, for when he's looking at our community right now, what, he, what his heart is he's not worried about 2018. He's not worried about ways that you can improve. He's not even worried right now about whether he wants you to get healthy or not, even if that's an appropriate goal. What he is most deeply concerned by, what is moving his heart, is that his children would know just how much he is moved by them in this very moment. That he wants his children and he wants us to know that he is deeply, deeply pleased with us. And if we, if all we did was rest in that the entire year, that would bring him joy. It, it doesn't have to be that we succeeded in our goals. It doesn't, and great if you do, but that, that, that doesn't hinge upon whether we've had a good or bad year. And for those of us who have had a really hard year, I mean, I even know within our family alone, we've had really heavy, real loss within the past month and um, health stuff that feel real. But I have hope for my family to have a better year, not because tomorrow is January 1st, but I have hope because I know that baby Jesus has come to this earth. And I have hope to know that he came for freedom and he came to give life. And so for that alone, I can say, yes, yes, I have reason to hope. And I have reason to hope on March 3rd and on January 7th and so on and so forth. There's a, um, I'm going to read a quote. I don't have it up there, but... There's a quote that I was reading. <clears throat> it's by Jen Kemper. You guys probably have no idea who that is. Maybe Sarah. <laughs> um, and it says, the first season focus, first season's focus on talking about the Christian calendar. The first season focuses on deepening discipleship, leaning into formation and in intentional ways, and cultivating rhythms and rituals that grow us increasingly toward wholeness in Christ. I'm going to read it again, and I really would encourage you to think about the things that you, if you look at next year, what you're hoping will do go better, or things that you're hoping, or that list that you've written or that you've made. And, I, and I'm going to read it again, and I ask that you would view that list through this lens and ask yourself, is there a shift that maybe could happen? Or do I need to, or keep the list, but I'm going to take the weight of that list off of it to where it's a list. It's, it's things that are good, and I hope they go well, but that that is all it is. And so, first season focuses on deepening discipleship, leaning into formation in intentional ways and cultivating rhythms and rituals that grow us increasingly toward wholeness in Christ. I think that is a, a beautiful um, way to put um, language to epiphany, but also into our new year. 
it helps focus in the desires of our heart and puts them under the umbrella of the fact that we've already been redeemed. We've already been restored. And it isn't about the work that we're about to do for the new year. It isn't about making bigger and better goals or self-improving. But that it's an invitation to say, is this bringing me closer to wholeness in Christ? Is this drawing me into rhythms and rituals that will align itself more with the Christian calendar than what society is demanding of me? And some of those things, like I said, 100% may apply. But I think that's part of where then, like, community comes in, right? Like, that's, community is part of that invitation. Step into rhythms and rituals and wholeness in Christ with other people around you. Walking along in the next year. And so, for just a moment, and this is... If nothing else, I hope that this moment, um, like I don't care if you didn't hear a word that I say, I really believe that this is a moment that the Lord is just wanting to interact with us. And we do this, we, we do silence and stillness and solitude every week with our middle schoolers. Um, and it started off the first week being awkward and they like grumbled and complained (laughs) which I get like I said as a teacher that used to be like punishment like when your kids were going wacko (laughs) you're like silent lunch (laughs) um I didn't prefer that method but I mean it's pretty common we I mean I experienced that I'm not that old but way back when (laughs) um but I really wanted to just create a space um because I think it is hard to do when you leave this environment, to be still with the Lord and to give him space to, in his own way, in his own words, to you and for you, let you know how pleased he is with you. And so for just a moment, if you guys could close your eyes. God, I thank you that you are an intentional God. That you are a daddy that sees all. You see the longings of our hearts. You see the, de- the, the desires and the longings and the yearnings for what we hope and what we want. And I ask in this moment that we would step into the stillness in this silence, and we would open our hearts and our ears to just hear from you. That we would hear the tenderness of the words, I am so pleased with you. So God, I thank you that for every moment that we choose to step into these moments. You are always there, anxiously waiting to let us know that you love us, that you're pleased with us. That there is no amount of work 
we could do to improve ourselves that would move your heart more than what it is right now? I thank you that we have reason to hope not because tomorrow is January 1st so we hope for a better year but we have reason to hope because you sent your son to this earth to bring life abundantly and for eternity and you sent your son to this earth to set hearts free for dead to come to life, for joy and for peace to reign. And I ask, Lord, that for every um, list that we make or for every goal that we have, I pray that it would be anchored in the truth of knowing you are pleased with me and that that the success or failure of that list bears no weight on the identity of who we are. May we be a community that steps into rituals and rhythms that move us towards the good life. And may we do it together and be encouraged and affirmed together in the walk of pressing on, carrying each other's burdens, Jesus' name, amen. Super timely words uh, for a, a person like me that wants to achieve everything in the world. So Father, I just pray a prayer of blessing over every human in this room. I pray that you would go before them. I pray that you would guide them. I pray that they would heed to your guidance. I pray that they would leave, confirm that their identity is founded in you because of what you did, and that all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms are theirs, the good ones, the hard ones, the valley ones, the mountaintop ones. We thank you for community. We thank you for family. We thank you for another day. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you again for joining us today, and please visit our website at rivercitysmyrna.com.